in in my defense, um, I'm terrible at dating. <laughs> <laughs> listening to The One, and I'm Robin Wilson. The One is a podcast that showcases everyday people and the love stories that make them unique. Sometimes two people just seem destined from the start. They develop a comfort and camaraderie with each other before even meeting face to face. On today's episode of The One, you'll hear the story of Phil and Robin. That's me! You'll hear how I threw caution to the wind by going for a midnight ride with a weird dude. You'll learn why nausea makes me feel nostalgic, And you can even weigh in on our contentious fork versus spoon debate. As a special bonus, doing the hosting duties on this week's episode is Adam Rosenhart, one of my favorite people and the host of his own fantastic podcast, The Expats. Take it away, Adam. So, um, Phil, tell me three things that you love about Robin. Oh, you start with me. Yeah, man. You know, only three, huh? Yeah. Making it easy on me. I would say I love Robin's passion. You know, she's really passionate. When she gets interested in something and, and and gets really engrossed in something, she gets really passionate about it. And she goes all in. She doesn't mess around. And so she's also got this, what I would say is like a unwavering goodness where that passion, you know, she, she thinks that things are right and she believes that things are right and she doesn't waver from that. And even though there's a whole bunch of reasons why you could and maybe somebody else would, but she just doesn't move off of what she thinks is right. So I I love that about her. Um, Number two, I love that she's super duper supportive of her friends and family and me, everything I do. So I guess that's kind of selfish. Uh, She supports everything I do. Um, The thing I love about Robin is me. (laughs) I have to find a way to get this about me, Robin. Come on. Um, Yeah, I mean, she's just really supportive. Whenever she has a friend, she sees a friend doing a project or something or, you know, doing something, creating something, and she just instantly wants to go support it. Uh, You know, maybe it's in her wheelhouse, maybe it's not, but that doesn't really even matter. She wants to go support the person as much as anything. And she's like that with me too. You know, everything I do, she's super supportive. Anything that I ever get done is 95% because Robin and 5% because of me. Right on. That's probably about the right percentage, I'd say. <laughs> uh, and a third thing, uh, I love Robin's sense of humor. And by that, I mean she laughs at everything that I say, <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> so you have successfully made this about you. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <right on>. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin... <laughs> What are three things that you love about Phil? Um, surprisingly, mine are very similar to what Phil just said. <laughs> They're about <laughs> Phil. <laughs> They're all about Phil. <laughs> uh, the first one is he's kind. He has such a kind heart. And it's something that he doesn't even think of. If he sees a friend is having a bad day, he'll whip up a batch of biscuits and bring it over. Or it's just he doesn't even think about it. It's just what's the right thing that I could be doing right now? That's what I'm going to do. And so that is always amazing because I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea, but Netflix, so. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can do both. (laughs) So that's the first thing. Uh, The second thing is his unwavering 
sense of self. Like, there's no pretense to who he is. Mm -hmm. What you see is what you get. There is no phoniness. He is, I think, physically incapable of being phony. <laughs> like, if he has to write something about a product he doesn't believe in, he's like, I, I can't write this. I can't. I just can't do it because it's it goes against what he believes. Yeah. So I love that about him, that he's so true to who he is. Hmm. And the last thing is a sense of humor in that he always makes me laugh, <laughs> as discussed. But more so in just being funny, because I find a lot of people funny, and I'm very quick to laugh. Sorry, honey. What? <laughs> oh, man, I'm changing my answer. <laughs> You're not the master comedian you thought you were. No. No, I still am in my mind. <laughs> but it's that his humor surprises me. Hmm. Like, he doesn't go for the easy laugh. He'll say something so random and so out of the blue that it surprises me, and that's what I find so funny. Like, it's... Often I'll get like a surprise laugh. All right, no pressure for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so tell me about how you guys first met. I actually don't know that story. We met online when it was not as cool to meet online. Really? Yes. So was it like a like a Match.com kind of thing, or oh, way before Match.com, Adam. We're talking like Stone Ages. You know, we had to ha we had to chisel it Flintstone style <laughs> onto a tablet Smoke and put signals. it in the mail. It got emailed to somebody. <laughs> Wait till Wednesday till like I picked it up and drive it over to Robin's house. No, but was it like a like an online dating? Service? I think it was Excite.com. Yeah, it was like an old version of Yahoo. Yeah. Where there was a bunch of different components to this one massive site. And so one part of it was like a dating website. No way. So we had both put on ads onto this website. and I think Robin blew me off the first time I responded to her ad. Apparently. I don't remember You don't remember that. this? <laughs> well, what happened exactly? Do you remember? Well, I just remember because the second time I'd reached out... No, uh, I reached out to you the second time. You reached out to me first. Okay. And, and I then blew you off. she told me a little bit about herself. And I said, wait a minute. I think I've reached out to you before the story sounds a bit familiar <laughs> and you know what we didn't really make it that awkward so it worked out in the end but um you know i might still hold it overhead every once in a while <laughs> so was was that like a, was that a scary thing the to like because back then i don't i don't really remember what the internet was like when excite.com was around <laughs> i mean i sort of do but but was it um was it nerve-wracking to meet someone online for the first time for you guys or did you spend a lot of time talking online before you actually met in person? Um, for me, we spent some time emailing back and forth, not super long, maybe a week. And then we talked to each other on the phone a couple of nights. Right. And normally he wasn't the first guy that I had met online. So, you know, I had set up this thing that I did. You'd meet for coffee, you meet during the day, you always make sure you have an appointment after so you don't stay too long. You had a process. I did. Oh, okay. I did not. <laughs> Phil didn't. And so one night we were talking on the phone. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And he just went, you know what? This is silly. Why don't I come pick you up and we'll go out? 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And my whole process went out the window. <laughs> I was like, yes, come pick me up right now. I'll tell you my address. Come get me at home. We'll go out in the middle of the night. Which wow. when you think about it, that was a bad idea. <laughs> I would recommend against that to everyone I know. If we didn't know the outcome. Yeah. I would agree. It I was the one in... How many that actually works out because neither was a total creep. Yeah. So <laughs> what was it about Phil that made you toss out the whole game plan and want to go for a midnight ride with this weird dude? I don't know. It just she didn't felt... know I was weird yet, man. <laughs> I don't know. You, you yeah. gave off some clues. <laughs> it just felt really comfortable. That's good. Talking to him. And there was no bullshit. 
Like when we were talking on the phone, he'd curse as he does. As he very frequently does. <laughs> I have once or twice, yes. <laughs> and in my head, I thought to myself, how come this guy isn't acting better? Like, isn't he supposed to be trying to impress me? Isn't he supposed to be, you know, putting his best foot forward? How come he's not doing this? And then I thought, wait a minute. He's showing me who he really is. Like, this is who Phil is. And so that kind of made me feel a bit closer to him. feel mm-hmm. like I knew him a little bit better because he wasn't trying to put on some front. The thing I love about that is it actually goes back to one of the things that you said you love about Phil, which is that he can't fake who he is. <laughs> it's true. So you were getting authentic Phil. Right from the start. So that that would have constituted your first date, I guess. Yes. So yeah. what, did, what did you do? You came to pick up Robin. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had been doing something earlier in the evening, and I just got home, and we started chatting on the phone. And I said, well, this is kind of stupid. Like, why don't we just go for a drink somewhere or something? And uh, I picked her up, uh, and we went to Bo Diddley's. Classic. In Clareview. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I don't think we've ever been since. Right. I'm not sure I've been before either. In fact, that's their claim to fame. <laughs> yes. Come once. Come once, never again. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I picked her up. We went and sat and, and had a drink and chatted there. Uh, I don't even know how long it was, an hour or two or whatever, and dropped her off at home, and, yeah. and that was it kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, that was actually it. There was no first kiss when you dropped her off after this date? I think there was a kiss in the car, right? There was. I think there was, yeah. And who who went for it, Robin? Was it you or was it Phil? Oh, it was totally Phil. <laughs> but I was wearing, like, my irresistible hot pants. They were, like, satiny. So I was like... This guy, he's gonna he's gonna come in for one tonight. This, <laughs> this really was the dawn of the internet. Satin pants. Satin pants. They were so shiny. <laughs> and uh, and so so Phil went in for the kiss and you were sufficiently impressed. I was. Yeah. Which, you know, it's kinda of surprising because he had insulted me quite thoroughly earlier in the evening. In what way? On our date. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I was an unabashed cigarette smoker mm-hmm. when we met. And she loved smoking. I, and I was not going to compromise myself for any man. And this was back in the day where you could smoke in bars. You could smoke in bars. I miss those times. So we went to the bar and being, no man's going to change me. Here's my cigarettes. I put them on the table just to put it right out there. And he went, oh, that's the brand that killed my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was getting some that night. <laughs> I don't even know what the follow-up question to that should be. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will just follow that up by saying, in, in my defense, um, I'm terrible at dating. <laughs> so, and I'm not hiding that. So you decided that you're not a fan of smoking. Were, was the thing that you told her for real? Oh, for sure, yeah. that's the. It was the brand, and, and it, it was like Rothman's or something, right? And, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I have never seen anyone under 60 smoking these. <laughs> what is happening? Whose grandma did you steal these from? Oh, my gosh. But, but that wasn't enough of a barrier for you to decide th- that all bets were off with Robin. You, you, you pursued her. Satin pants, Adam. Okay. No, that's true. <laughs> They're irresistible. But also, everyone knows that you just hook up with someone and you can change them later. That always works. <laughs> so, uh, just for those of you who've never <laughs> met Robin, I don't believe she's a smoker <laughs> No. <anymore. laughs> so, in, it did work in that case. <laughs> yes. Phil was able to change that one thing about her. He was. Uh, not the satin pants, though. She's still wearing those. <laughs> that's uh, that's um, between us. <laughs> yeah. And me, apparently. <laughs> they um, just look a little different. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, you have a first impromptu date throwing caution to the wind. You kiss him that night. How much longer did it take for one of you to say, I love you? 
Do you remember that? Robin is a great person to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It came maybe a couple weeks in. Oh, really? Which surprised me because Phil was the first one to say it. Was the first one? Really? He was. And it caught me by surprise. And I said, that's very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is probably not what you were hoping to hear. (laughs) And yeah, we just kind of went on from there. Really? And then probably it was a couple weeks after that I that I said that I loved him back. Were you feeling it when he's when he said it? Were you feeling it as I well? I did. You were just kind of holding on. But it was so soon. Yeah. It just seemed crazy. I thought this is crazy. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So two weeks after that first kiss, Phil says I love you. Two weeks after that, you say I love you. At what point did you guys start sleeping together? Right before I said I love you. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, like, say, like, somewhere between two weeks and four weeks in. No, like, right before. Oh, really? I said I love you. I love you. <laughs> Let's take do off it. your pants. <laughs> <laughs> this timeline is getting too precise for my tastes. <laughs> <laughs> but that was just, that was the first time we had sex. It was about a month in. But mm-hmm. I had been sleeping over at your place often, very early on. Wow. Because I was still living with my parents, and he had just gotten a new house, and so I just started spending the night. Um, so there was an, an intimacy a lot quicker than our our first sexual encounter. That's amazing that you were able to contain yourselves for that long. Seriously. We do have superhuman strength. It was the olden days, Adam. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, you had to get through her chastity belt first. That's right. That's true. <laughs> Covered by my satin pants. <laughs> it took her that long to quit smoking. <laughs> that, might, that might be it, actually. Well, that, that's kind of interesting. Like, So at what point did you think the Rothsmi- Rothmans are no longer for me? Was that... Was that a function of dating Phil? It was, because yeah. I couldn't smoke in his car and I couldn't smoke in his house, which I totally respected. He didn't mm-hmm. smoke, so I was fine with that. And when we were hanging out together at his place, I didn't want to go outside to have a cigarette. It was more important for me to sit here and, and be with this man who I was developing serious feelings for. So it just kind of fell by the wayside. That's interesting. It wasn't I even something that I really cigarettes. About. Yeah, man. That, no, that's huge. That's pretty impressive. So for those of you out there who are thinking of quitting smoking, may I recommend uh, Phil Wilson? No, yeah. no, no. Oh, no. someone like Phil Wilson. <laughs> I'm only a stop smoking aid for one person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Robin's personal sp- stop smoking aid. All right. So so things moved quickly. Yeah. And it felt did. like you you were both a little bit surprised by how strong your feelings were for each other. How long before, uh, well, okay, hang on. First of all, who proposed to whom? Oh, I, traditional, yeah. Yeah. I, I did the proposing for sure. Okay, okay. So how long after you started dating did you propose to Robin? Yes, as things were moving so quickly in our feelings. Oh, Adam, why did you ask this question? Oh, man, I'm really peeling off a whole bunch of terrible Band-Aids here. Yeah, uh, it was... It was probably um, a long time too far in the future for Robin. Three years, Adam. It was three years. Wow, okay. Wow, that's a long courtship. And this sounds like it's a bone of contention for you. Well, even his mother, when he proposed, she was like, finally, I didn't think this was ever going to happen. <laughs> People were ganging up on me. So you you proposed under duress. Well, not really, because I didn't want to propose under duress. So now it became a thing where, well, I'm not doing it now because you expect it right now. Interesting. So... Yeah, so when it did happen, um, you know, 
it's funny because there had been some awkward conversations leading up to that where, you know, Robin would always be dropping these little hints and, and she would be, you know, she would look at a flyer and go, you know, when you used to get flyers and see like a jewelry store ad in there and go, oh, look at these rings. Oh, they're nice. I'm like, oh, come on, give me a break already. super subtle. Yeah. So real pushy <laughs> about it, right? And I'm thinking, okay, well, I, you know. I think we both know where this is going, mm-hmm. but I wanted to do it on my own terms anyway. So, um, you know, it was one of those things where it started to become situations were happening where Robin was maybe expecting, maybe now, maybe now, maybe this is going to happen now. And then it doesn't. And then she'd be mad. And I'd be sitting there clueless, like, like normally yeah. going, <laughs> why are you mad? I don't understand what's happening. But eventually it got done uh, in a typically awkward way. Like, it's oh, our style. T- okay, tell me about this proposal then. Well, we had gone ring shopping. Okay. And so we had picked out a ring, so I knew that it had to be coming. Mm-hmm. And we were on a cruise, and so in my mind, I'm like, oh, the cruise, how wonderful. It's definitely going to happen on this cruise. <laughs> and so the first sort of big night that they have on a cruise, everyone's dressed up real fancy, and you go to a captain's dinner, and so he's in a suit, and he's looking beautiful, and... I'm in a dress, and I look fine. And I think she got that backwards. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> and I didn't bring any jewelry. I, it had completely lost my mind. Like, I just didn't bring any. And so as we were getting ready, I was like, this outfit is missing something. I'm, I don't have any jewelry. It would look so much better if I had maybe some jewelry. And because of years, three years of super subtle hints coming his way, he instantly freaks out thinking I'm saying, I need a fucking ring right now, which is totally not what I was even thinking. I was thinking I need a necklace or something. And so he got really mad at me and started yelling at me about always bugging him to propose and blah, 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 blah. And you're, you're not the boss and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, that's not even what I was talking about. And so we went through this whole super first romantic night, not speaking to each other at all. Shit. And then we let it go because we're on holiday, so whatever. Yeah. It didn't happen. It wasn't going to happen. And I put it out of my head thinking, it's not going to happen on this cruise. <laughs> and so one day we woke up and we were both super seasick, crazy puking. Oh, and no. we couldn't sleep. And it was just terrible. We were so sick all day. And it was an Alaskan cruise. So it was the day that we went to see all the icebergs. And Hubbard the- Glacier. Sure. Thanks, honey. Mm-hmm. See, you remember some things. <laughs> There's a couple details I recall from this relationship. <laughs> and it was beautiful. And our room was at the very front of the ship, so we had a big window that looks over the front of the ship. Wow. So we went back to our room because we were so sick. And we opened the curtains, and the glacier was there. And I went to the bathroom, and I puked. And I came out of the bathroom, and Phil had the ring sitting there. And he proposed to me as I'm still wiping vomit from the sides of my mouth. <laughs> that is how you know it's love. Which is how I you know so, it's true yeah. love. Wow. Yeah. I don't. I think you kissed me even after that. I'm sure I did. <laughs> yeah. You're a brave and kind man. Don't forget Clueless. <laughs> yeah. So, so how long have you guys been married now? Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Wow. And was it very long after the proposal that you guys got married, or did you... Because some couples wait quite a bit of time, but it sounds like you got right into it. Yeah, I think like eight months. Yeah, something like that. You proposed in August. We were married in April. Yeah. Wow. Was it an ostentatious affair, or was it low-key the way you guys are low-key? 
Did uh, Phil look beautiful in was, his suit? He did. He looked so beautiful in his tux. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with being called beautiful. Uh, it was... It was kind of our style at the time, for sure. It wasn't very big. It was, I think we maybe had 50 people hmm. on the invite list, and, and we ended up, actually, a few didn't show for various reasons, so we, we were under 50. You know, we wanted to focus on the people that were really important in our lives and that we see regularly. Yeah. So we, we kind of had a rule. Like We just decided if, if you are close enough to us that we would have you over for dinner, then you're coming to our wedding. And so it was a mixture of a few family members and some friends and some, you know, some other people we know that we're close with. And uh, we had that 50 people at a restaurant downtown. Nice. And uh, it was quite low-key and quite nice, and we quite enjoyed that. We didn't want the 200 people there that we are kind of casual acquaintances with. We wanted to be more intimate, that we can go say hi to everyone, and we actually truly appreciate uh, everyone that was on the guest list being there. Yeah. It sounds like the way you guys kind of live your lives, too. Yeah. So, okay, you've been married for 13 years. How do you keep the romance alive? Like, do you still go out on dates? Or or is it is it, without using a euphemism, is it literally just Netflix and chill? I don't think of us as a couple as particularly romantic. We're not the grand gesture couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're the everyday you know, respect each other for what they bring to the table kind of couple, um, practical and, you know, no huge, uh, PDAs necessarily. But, uh, I don't think that necessarily means that we love each other less than the couples that do that. Mm -hmm. It's just a different style. Yeah. Um, so I think we just, we just communicate a lot, really. Um, we're constantly talking during the day. I'm, I'm phoning Robin numerous times during the day while I'm at work. Um, don't tell my boss <laughs> and we're constantly texting and we're doing things together when we're off work. Uh, you know, that's, we don't have kids. So the bonus is that we're not always being pulled in another direction to go do something with someone else. Mm-hmm. So we do spend a lot of time together and thankfully we enjoy spending time together. Mm-hmm. I think we have a, a deep appreciation for each other yeah. and for what we do for each other. So whereas it's not, we're not a romantic couple. Um, we have sort of that deeper it's as love ages, right? It changes. Yeah. So we're not throwing our clothes off and having sex the minute we get in the door anymore. But we we know what each other's thinking within a look, although sometimes you do still surprise me with the weirdest things. But there's an appreciation. You know, like he'll drive me somewhere because I don't drive. Mm-hmm. And so I know that he'll hate to drive me 20 minutes out of the way because it'll take me an hour by bus. He hates it, but he knows that I hate taking an hour bus ride even more. Yeah. So he'll do it. Things That's... like that. We try and appreciate in each other that's very sweet now you're both wilson's mm-hmm. so you took phil's name i did was that a difficult decision it was not really my maiden name was rimmer that is amazing <laughs> <laughs> it was not a hard sell today. I, I, I have no follow-up <laughs> i am a feminist to my core so you married a rimmer but i could not wait to get rid of my maiden name <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. So there's this this deep mature love between the two of you uh, and you you do seem to really get each other. But I imagine there have to be some things that the other does that drives you a little bit crazy, whether they're huge ridiculous things or tiny ridiculous things. So uh would either of you like to break the ice and share <laughs> what the other does that bothers you? <clears throat> Mr. Wilson? 
Mrs. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't really, I don't really find a whole bunch of stuff about Robin that really irritates me to the core. I think everybody's got little things that they're irritated with, but I, I think. For me, anyways, I would say when I'm irritated with Robin, when I look back at, at it later on as and try and figure out why am I irritated with that, it's usually because maybe I didn't get enough sleep and I'm just irritable. <laughs> and it's not necessarily something that she's doing. It's just that's the mood I'm in. I'm irritated right yeah. now. And any anything anyone does is going to irritate me right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think at least, I don't know, maybe she's got one for me, but I don't really have a big <laughs> one that, you know, one thing that she does that just irritates the hell out of me. Yeah. Although I will follow that up with, I just thought of, she does <laughs> use a fork in situations that command a spoon, which is Command. annoying as hell. Commanded by you. You don't use a fork when you're eating something out of a bowl. If that's not right. If it's macaroni, you do. You no, don't eat pasta with a spoon. Oh, no, that's silly. If it's in a bowl, it goes with a spoon. That's how it works. Wow. You guys, listeners, you should see the looks on these two faces. This could be a marriage-ending discussion. <laughs> All right. So little little things, Phil, but mostly it's your own irritability that... Uh, yeah, I'm the worst. Yes. I know. We have definitely established that. Robin, what about you? <laughs> oh, man. He never listens to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I find that that has come since the advent of the personal cell phone. Okay. <laughs> I'll talk to him and... He's not real good at multitasking, so if he's in the middle of texting someone or tweeting something, I'll ask him a question, and there's, like, nothing. And so I repeat it. Nothing. Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah, just give me a minute. I'm tweeting. So, yeah, mostly just little things. Yeah. I don't know there's anything huge that I just can't deal with, obviously. Um, are, do you guys comfortably sleep in the same bed? No problems there? Phil doesn't... Say fart on you in the middle of the night or oh, anything? Oh, yeah, he totally does. <laughs> but you're fine with that. <laughs> I guess. I'm fine with it, too. <laughs> I just have a few more questions for you guys. Probably the most important question I will ask you today. Bathroom door, open or closed? Closed. Yeah, closed. You know, you got to keep the mystery alive. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in a very open door family. Oh. There was no closing the doors, which when I think of it now, 16 years of closed bathroom doors, I'm like, oh, blech. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And finally, Robin, what was it about Phil that made it clear that he was the one? Well, I, I already referenced it when we were talking on the phone. Like, it was early on. And we were on the phone, and I think this conversation had gone on hours, and he was cursing, and I realized this is who he is. He's showing me who he is. And we both, like, had to go to the bathroom, so we would put the phone down and run to the bathroom and then come back and talk on the phone. And I just thought, this this guy is, he's something different. He's something good. And Phil, what was it about Robin that made it clear to you that she was the one? I don't think there was one specific thing for me. It was, it was really just for me that it was an instant comfort level with Robin. And, and it just continued to get more and more comfortable to the point where we just, we just clicked right away. Uh, I, there wasn't one thing that said, oh, that now all of a sudden she's the one for me. I think uh, realistically, I always knew. Big thanks to Adam for helping Phil and I share our story today. And thank you for listening to this episode of The One. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, because there are many more love stories to be told. If you're in a relationship and would like to chat with me about it or know someone who you think has a story that should be shared, drop me a line at lovestorypodcast at gmail.com and we can all work together to keep a little love in the air.
I'd like to thank Jasic Chocolate Couture for spreading joy in the form of chocolates for my guests today. That was us. We actually got to eat them. Head over to their Sherwood Park or downtown Edmonton locations and try some of their tasty concoctions for yourself. The music for the one is I Love You Oddly by Rebecca Angel. You can hear more from Rebecca on iTunes or at ReverbNation.com backslash Rebecca Angel. Until next time, here's a quote from a traditional English wedding vow. You are the strength I didn't know I needed and the joy that I didn't know I lacked. <laughs>